0: That's investher, H-E-R, con.com, promo code 100, best ever to get $100 off your ticket.
1: Any person listening to this call can rank in the top two or three for any of those motivated seller search phrases, for any of those buyer search phrases. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's successful real estate professional as they share it with you. Let's go.
0: A quick word from our sponsor, 24 Sound. 24 Sound is technically an audio production company, but they're way more than that. They're there to help you grow your business from audiobooks to podcasts and everything in between. They're flawless as sound engineers and they're strategic as business partners. Visit them at 24sound.com. You can also email them at hello at 24sound.com. And of course, as a Best Ever listener, you'll get a Best Ever discount. Mention Best Ever, and you'll get a 20% discount on your first product. Hi there, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Trevor Mock. Hi, Trevor. Joe, how you doing? Doing well, and excited to have you. You're going to bring a really interesting perspective on today's show. No pressure. (laughs) Uh, Trevor is based in a very large metropolis called
1: Roseburg, Oregon. (laughs) Huge, huge metropolis. (laughs) Yes,
0: yes. He has started, he started investing in college where he bought a fourplex and he's done a wholesale deal where he wholesaled a mini storage facility. He's a buy and hold investor in his full-time job He is focused on growing online companies and that is his insights on, you know, in today's conversation is going to be directly applicable to everything uh, that we do as real estate investors because obviously online is a big focus regardless of what type of investment that we're doing. He's a CEO and co-founder of Investor Carrot and you can check out Investor Carrot at on carrot o n c a r r o t dot com, an investor carrot is a uh, web platform for real estate investor websites. So basically, it's uh, it, it looks like it's a uh, out of the box solution for real estate investor websites for um, investors use. So with that being said, Trevor, and correct me for you know any anything that you want to mention on um, investor carrot, but Trevor, with that being said, can you give the best listeners ever a little bit more background on your experience and what you're focused on now
1: yeah totally so so joe i appreciate it having me on once again and and it's really cool seeing the momentum you have with the show it's really cool seeing the interaction and passion behind your your listeners so kudos what you've done here and uh as much as we can support you with the show moving forward as well uh we'd love to do it but uh um, yeah, so kind of really quick on my background to kind of fill in some of the gaps, and we can dive into some really neat stuff that that we're seeing currently in our marketplace um, as our users and our platform are generating a little over 10,000 leads per month uh, through the system uh, inbound leads. Uh, so my quick background, like, like you mentioned, Joe, uh, grew up here in small town Oregon. I grew up in a town of you know 25,000 people or so, and uh, kind of got bit by the entrepreneurship bug when I was in high or in college. And, um, kind of my first challenge is more of a mental challenge than actually the challenge of getting it done. And my first challenge was I wanted to get into real estate investing because I had this teacher who was an attorney and a real estate investor. And it was really cool seeing how he was making that work. Long story short, after a year of totally just studying and not taking any action, I said, you know, I got to do this. And I took some action, made some offers, and I got a, a, an offer accepted on a four unit property next to the college. From a seller who was looking to retire basically. And, um, it was really, really favorable deals. I didn't have any money to put down. I didn't really have any money to put into it. So it was a mind changer for me that I could actually invest in real estate without any of my own money as a kid who was 21 when that should be a person who totally has no credibility to do that. And it was a big game changer for me. Um, over the years since then, so I'm 32 now, but over the years since then, um, really found the internet and how I could leverage the internet to grow any any kind of business, you know, specifically real estate. Uh but I'm a buy and hold guy. Um, I own other rental properties. We're uh looking to close on a commercial property actually here in, in our small town of Roseburg, Oregon, about thirty thousand population here that we're gonna be moving our entrepreneur co workspace over to that we started a few years ago. And that's gonna be my biggest deal to date. That's about a fifteen thousand square foot property. So there's uh there's some space in that puppy and I'm learning as I go, but yeah, these days the online stuff is is really really um I'm passionate about it. It's really amazing what you can do leveraging the internet to grow your your real estate business or any kind of business, and that's what we focus on with Carrot and stay at the cutting edge there. So, it's really exciting stuff. As the founder, co-founder of
0: Investor Care, what are some of the insights you've learned just by seeing the different traffic coming from the site and being exposed to so many different investors who have your website tools and are actively using them?
1: You know, that's a good question. So the first thing that pops to mind, honestly, because we do have have access to a lot of data that I, I, I would venture to say that no one else in this space has access to this amount of data that we have on what sellers are typing in, buyers are typing in, tenants, private lenders, uh, rent to own tenants, stuff like that. We're generating, or the, our customers actually are generating through our platform, through inbound marketing, just over a hundred thousand visits per month. And like I so said, just over 10,000 leads per month. So we're able to track some really cool stuff. And one of the things that amazes me the most, Joe, it honestly is not sexy stuff like numbers and all that kind of stuff. We can get into that later if you want, but what surprises me the most is that In pretty much any market across the country, we could be talking Baltimore or Phoenix or Los Angeles or you you name a market. We've all seen the different websites who have probably been there toward the top for years. Any person listening to this call can rank in the top two or three for any of those motivated seller search phrases, for any of those buyer search phrases. It just takes a little bit of time and implementing the right thing. In particular, Baltimore is a really competitive market. One of our customers, Gal. Just with hardly any tech experience and uh, had done one deal ever, uh, just with some work and following a process, she now ranks in the top two to three for all of her keyword phrases. Baltimore is getting a lot of leads. So that's the one thing I'd really venture everyone listening to this call. But if you're in any market in the country with a little bit of time and implementing the right steps to rank there in Google, you can rank there ahead of the people ranking there for sure. There's no barrier of entry as far as, hey, only people with a bunch of money can rank in Google for the, set, the phrases that sellers, buyers, tenants are typing in these days.
0: What are some tips for how to get and climb those rankings?
1: Yeah, man, so, so Google, Google changes stuff all the time. Their, their most recent big change is about two months ago. But the most recent update was really focusing on the quality of backlinks you have to your website. And the reason I'm saying this now is if you're wanting to climb the search rankings, uh, a lot of people are trying to kind of game the system. Uh, one of the biggest mistakes you can do is try to game the system and and going to a website like like Fiverr. I'm sure a uh, uh, a lot of you have heard of that website, FIV, I think it's FIVRR or FIVERR. But you can you can pay people 5 bucks to do little tasks and a lot of investors in the past have paid people to build backlinks there. That's the quickest way out of the search rankings. Uh, Google's really clamping down on that. So, the best way to climb the search rankings is number 1, uh, you have to have some really good content, some well-written content on your website. And uh, number 2, you need to know exactly what search phrases it is that you're focusing on. And some really good seller search phrases, you know, are like sell my house fast and insert your city or we buy houses insert your city and if we have time, we actually have a free guide, Joe People could just download and get, it's about 52 different keywords that we've done the research that are buyers, sellers, tenants, private lenders are typing, and they can just take those and, and uh, implement them on their own websites. But, um, yeah, you got to get the keywords down. And then step three is depending on your market, if you're in a more competitive market, uh, there's certain things that we have to do to make sure that Google recognizes our website as a good quality website. Um, build some, some backlinks. And this, we could talk about backlink building and SEO, Joe, for the whole call. So I'm not really going to dive into that part of it, the technical part of it. But we have blog posts over on our website that walk through a lot of this stuff for free for people. It starts with getting good quality content and knowing exactly what search phrases it is that you're looking to rank for and optimizing that content for the phrase, which uh, we have a tool in our system that does that for you.
0: What is your best real estate investing advice ever?
1: Oh, man, I, I was thinking about that before before the call. And one of the one of the most cool things that I've seen kind of materialize over the last year, a year and a half, uh, as we're working with a lot of investors, as I have grown my own websites, and, and I generate a lot of leads myself online for the real estate investor market, is a lot of investors are kind of casting too narrow of a net. What I mean by that is, let's say you're in Phoenix or whatever city it is that you're in. Too many investors are are putting just phrases about Phoenix on their website. So it can be a page about sell my house fast in Phoenix or something like that. And when you're doing that, you're really limiting the amount of sellers you can reach or buyers you can reach if you're focusing just on one location. So the best piece of advice is trying to think of all the different things, but this is a really good piece of advice that our most successful investors are implementing more than the ones who aren't getting as much results is they're creating specific pages on their website that are geared toward all the cities that they invest in, all the states that they invest in. Um, so now they might have 10 or 15 different site uh, pages on their website that are going out there and trying to rank for a keyword in this city, and a keyword in Tempe, Arizona, and Phoenix, and Flagstaff, and and what have you. So cast a wider net. And if, dude, if you don't mind, I'm going to throw in one piece of extra advice here. This isn't really specific to real estate. But this is specific to just just being successful in life in general. And this is something I still struggle with and I still have to re-remind myself to do this. But I heard a quote, and this is probably seven, eight months ago, and uh, someone was interviewing Oprah. And this quote stuck in my mind ever since then. And the guy asked her, he said, so Oprah, you know, you, you've had all this success and you started to name off all the successes she's had. And he said, What what one thing, Oprah, would you attribute your success to? And uh I myself initially when I when I heard it, I was like waiting for that one key nugget, you know. I learned how to do X, or you know, it was because I hired this right person in my company or whatever it was. And what she said was really, really simple and stuck with me since then. It's you know what? The thing that I attribute my success to is staying in my own lane. And that kind of hit me then, and I thought about it and I really, I think about that, that phrase every day and what that means And for the real estate investor, especially if you're looking to leverage the internet and the internet might be, not be something that is specifically good, you, that you're good at. It's not in your lane. Uh Too many of us, and you might be able to relate, Joe, when we're trying to build whatever type of business we're building, we, we start to tackle too many different things. And most of those things aren't in our lane. We're not good at them. And The place where I see an entrepreneur or a real estate investor really breaking through and seeing success versus, uh, ones who struggle and can't, you can't get past those roadblocks like I had in the past. Those people recognize what they're great at. And as much as possible, they stay in their own lane and they find other people to do the stuff that they're not good at that's holding them back. So those are two pieces of advice that I'd really love to pass along to people if you're looking to get more leads online or just grow your business in general.
0: Absolutely. And I I love that where, you know, basically you, you focus on stuff that you're good at and you enjoy doing. And then you work with people who are good at and enjoy doing the other things or the, you know, who are, who are in the other lanes of your business. And, you know, ultimately it's like the, the initial reaction from an entrepreneur and I'm guilty of this, and I still am guilty of this is, well, I don't want to pay people to do all these different things whenever I can do them. Um, but you know, w- for example, I'll use an example in, in this show, um, where I, I initially was editing the episodes by myself. i um, doing it all. I taught myself, uh, audacity, yeah, you know, editing, sound editing program. And, um I was doing everything. I was producing the show and every and it sounded terrible for the first 50 episodes. I mean terrible terrible. And then I uh started working with the company I'm working with now 24 Sound and it's a professionally done show. And I start thinking about okay, what was the time associated to how much time it took me to do the show? What's my hourly rate? How much am I worth? And it just makes a whole lot of sense to have a team member take that on for me so that they can do what they 're good at, what they enjoy doing, I can do what i 'm good at, what i'm enjoy doing, and then that less can be applied for any as you mentioned it 's not just real estate it's it's anything um any type of business so I love that
1: Yeah, that 's an awesome example, and it 's something that i mean so so the time that you 're saving now by having by having this company basically you produce your call you're spending on you know higher leverage stuff stuff that brings you in more money or stuff that brings you more enjoyment um <laughs> and also now I'm, I'm i'm guessing but you're you're probably not having to go through the process of that editing the video was probably like pulling teeth to you, potentially there's a lot of tasks that that i absolutely hate doing but then i'll trudge through them anyway because i haven't passed them off yet but uh exactly yeah that's That's awesome, man. And for for people listening to this, not to kind of belabor this, but but yeah, one thing that you could do that's really helped me a lot is get out a piece of paper and and draw a line down the middle. And on one side, write the stuff that you love doing and you're good at. On the other side, write the stuff that maybe you're not so good at and you just really don't like doing. And as you can in your business, of course, if you have to pay people, you have to have enough revenue to pay them. But as you can, just really focus on getting as much of the stuff off the right side of your to-do list as possible. And you'd be surprised how affordable it can often be um, when you find the right people to do it.
0: Ready for the best ever lightning round? Yes, let's do it. A quick word from our best ever sponsor. Best ever listeners, if you want to grow your business, you need an audio product. Contact 24sound at 24sound.com for a free consultation. And remember, you'll get 20% off your first product just by mentioning best ever.
1: Best ever book you've read? Oh, man. I, if, I, if I was to show you a picture of my office right now, I've got two bookshelves that are crammed with books. Uh, but if I had to pick a book, the best book that's mo- most affected me recently anyway, um, this is probably the reason why it's why it's uh, the number one book right now. And I give it to all my friends uh, who are entrepreneurs. I mail it to them just write a note in there. It's this book called The Pumpkin Plan. And uh, have, have you heard of that book? I y'all? have. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So so I interviewed Mike uh, McCallowitz, the uh the author of The Pumpkin Plan. Awesome guy. And for me, The Pumpkin Plan was insanely insanely it, it was a breakthrough to me. It wasn't stuff in general that I had not heard before. I think Mike Mike taught in a different way um in that book than I had heard and I guess I the way he wrote it, I needed to hear it at that time. But basically The Pumpkin Plan is the way that I myself and Mike and it teaches in the book, have taken it to where my business, I I was overwhelmed with parts of my business. I was doing a lot of stuff, and I wasn't seeing the yield out out the back end of it that I thought that I should. I was working a lot of hours. Uh, We were taking on different things for Carrot and and my other company, also 20 different directions, thinking, hey, if if I just do this deal or if I just bring in this revenue, that's going to be a good thing because revenue is revenue. The pumpkin plant helped pull me out of that to where we're focusing on stuff that we love to do more than often. We pulled out probably half of all things that we're offering in my companies, and our revenue doubled over the next three months. Dude, Pumpkin Plan, guys guys and guys, Google it. Uh, If you don't want to buy it first, go to Google and type up the Pumpkin Plan PDF, and you can read the first chapter yourself, which that chapter alone is awesome.
0: Best ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can also go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio version of a book like that. Trevor, best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it?
1: So my, my, my best ever personal growth experience, and this is something too, I was trying to think, you know, it wasn't really an event or, or per se, but it was kind of a series of events. And you can probably relate to this a little bit, Joe. So after you have some success in whatever it is that you're doing, uh, for me, I had some successes. I, I grew a couple companies well, had some good real estate deals under my belt, and some really good cash flowing properties. And I got in this real big rut in my previous business, I ended up selling it in 2012, and a lot of it was because of this reason. I got in this big rut to where I honestly – I created the business, you know, so I, I had full free will to create the business as I wanted. But I trapped myself in my own business, and I literally there, – there were mornings, Joe, more, uh, like weeks on end when I didn't want to get up and do the work that I had created for, for myself in the business, We were earning a great revenue, all kinds of stuff, but the mission, the purpose was not there. Long story short, it was a period of about four or five events that had to happen. And I was trying to find my mission in life through this, through this series of events. And because I wasn't feeling at the time, I did what everyone tells you to do. Hey, what are you, what are you passionate about? What's your purpose? And blah, blah, blah. And for me, whenever I'm trying to think of what I'm passionate about or think of what my purpose is, it never really comes. And, I discovered that your purpose kind of finds you and your motivation kind of finds you. And this, this right here is what made it work for me. And hopefully people listen to this podcast can, can grab something out of it is I was always looking for motivation externally money coming into the bank account, or it could be validation from other people. And that worked up to a certain point, but it wasn't until I really dug deep in myself and a personal uh, close friend of mine. He was 34 at the time had three kids. He was out in his backyard doing doing uh, yard work. And that morning, him and his wife were talking about what they're going to do 20, 30 years down the road in retirement. And he had a brain aneurysm and died that day. And that really set in motion this whole series of things that made me think about stuff in ways that I had never thought about stuff before. Um, made me think about urgency, about challenging myself while I'm here because Nick, my buddy, no longer is able to to achieve and try to challenge himself for certain things or improve his life with his family. For me, the one big thing that happened, I'm going a little long in this, I know, but the one big thing that happened was I had to internally make myself a challenge. And this challenge had nothing to do with money at this point. It was, I just wanted to prove to myself now that I could achieve something that I could do this thing and see all the way through. I gave myself a year and I said, all right, this year, this isn't about hitting numbers. This isn't, isn't about making money. This is about waking up every morning and, and asking myself every everything I do, even doing dishes, did I do that task as good as I possibly could do it? And if I didn't, I would go, okay, Nick, my buddy, doesn't even have the chance to do the dishes today. Why am I doing the dishes half-assed? Uh, why am I you know, doing this marketing plan half ass? Why am I going out there not implementing like I should? Because Nick, my buddy, and lots of other people don't have the chance to do that anymore. So that is the biggest personal growth experience I've had in the last – three, three and a half years. And that set into motion, this two and a half year momentum period where it's been some of the best two and a half to three years of my life. This past a couple of years, very focused, very mission oriented, and in the end, making a lot more money than I ever had as well. Best ever deal you've done. Best ever deal. It's probably a deal I haven't done, honestly. <laughs> uh, the, the best deal that I that I have done is one that I had not done and it was going into partnership with a, uh, with a, with a, a, a person and, um, ended up cutting ties with it. Still insanely loved the guy. We're good friends, but that decision to not go through with that specific deal looking back, um, carrot never would have happened. This property we're purchasing, um, never would have happened is because I got crazy focused and said, you know what? This looks good on the outside, but. I'm not going to go through with it because I need the focus. So it was a deal I did not do actually.
0: Best ever quote. And we already talked about Oprah, but if you have another one or we can go back to Oprah because that was a good one.
1: The, the Oprah one's awesome, but this one right here, this, this plays into pumpkin plan. This plays into the, the, the best deal ever. Uh, it's a Steve Jobs quote I heard a while back and it really hit me when he said it. He said, I'm, I'm as proud of many of the things we haven't done as the things we have done innovation is saying no to a thousand things and my mindset and just the way that i work i tend to 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 like to build stuff on and add stuff on and stuff this is a huge quote for me I, I always think about this what can i say no to in order to make our system our product my life better rather than stacking stuff on it
0: what's the biggest mistake you've made in either business or real estate
1: man the biggest mistake is is uh this, this is going to totally sound cliche. but the biggest mistake I've made is not trusting my gut. And, uh, and that kind of goes back to the deal that I, that I hadn't done. I actually did dive into that deal. It was a business deal. I bought into the business and we're going to focus on growing it. And I I was toiling away for a year before we cut ties with it. And my biggest mistake is not going with my gut that before I even went into that, I in my gut knew these issues were going to arise. I knew I was shortchanging myself. I knew that I would have had to negotiate it a certain way in order to make it work. And I didn't. Thinking, I, I, I didn't do it thinking that things would just change and work themselves out. So totally cliche, guys and gals. But when your gut is taking you in a direction, please go in that direction. Don't second guess it.
0: What's the best ever place to reach you?
1: Email or my personal blog, I guess, where I kind of share some business growth stuff that, we're, that I do and share how we're growing our businesses. But it's just my name. It's Trevor, T-R-E-V-O-R. Mock. So Trevor Mock, dot com, And you can check me out over there. We've got a cool entrepreneur book club that we do each month. And uh, you can learn about uh, Carrot, of course, um, through the domain you mentioned earlier. But, yeah, connect with me on my blog and engage there. Shoot me an email if you have any questions.
0: And you mentioned your email. What's your email address?
1: Yeah, uh, the best one for me is just Trevor. So T-R-E-V-O-R at on carrot.com. O-N-C-A-R-R-O-T.com.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing your insight and your advice. And um, best ever listeners, as always, for December, you can go to besteversurvey.com, enter to win. Brandon Turner's ebook, Investing in Real Estate with No and Low Money Down, picking seven winners in the month of December. So thank you again, Trevor. Much appreciated. And we'll talk to you soon.
1: Joe, sure. Thank you very much. And thanks, guys and gals.